This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. The Sport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you know you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, unlike the Owls, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So there's only one thing left to say. What's everybody having? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means you'll get some tasty rewards later on. And between you and me, if you order just before kickoff, you can get it just in time for half time. But I've not told you that. Only via the app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery free and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. See you later. The Wednesday Week is sponsored by the Riverside Cafe. New outside bar, now open on match days. And a very warm welcome to the Wednesday Weekly Sheffield Wednesday podcast. I'm Lord Hillsborough, and with me on the line, first of all, we have Mr. Davies out there, Richie Bean. Hello there, my lord. How are you this week? Jolly well, thank you very much. We've got Fudgy. How are you, Fudgy? I, di- <laughs> I didn't think you'd come to me second, so I was I was not steep <laughs> in a burger then. <laughs> I'm, I'm just chewing it back. Give me give me a minute. Yeah, yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right, Lord H. How's it going? You all right? Good man, top job. And uh, Mr. Marriott's here, of course, our ever-ready Mr. Marriott. How the devil are you, old boy? Yeah, I'm all right. It's good to be uh, back on this side of the microphone um, this week after your absence um, last week. I have got to just warn you, though, I've got um, a bit of a cough, feeling a bit under the weather, oh. you know, a little bit fluid. But being a man, <laughs> I'm, I'm not good. I, I, you know, I don't like to mention it. I'm certainly not going to go on about it. So I just thought I'd mention it now. But I am really <laughs> ill. I am dying. I'm really, really ill. <laughs> He's a man, he's a man, he's a mighty good man. Said <laughs> um, yes, I apologise for my absence last week. Of course, we had a, a, a wonderful, I, I don't even want to say standing, uh, uh, an, uh, an upgrade, shall we say. Mr uh, Garrido popped in to say, oh, absolutely lovely to hear. Been a while since we've heard from Mr Garrido, hasn't it? Uh, are we trying to sort of muscle the old lord out here, Jake Colby? Yeah, you're, you're old news now, you're, you're gone. Um, <laughs> you, you can't really compete, you know. He can speak Spanish, what have you got? I can speak Lordish, old boy. It does, it does get a bit worrying when we go professional, doesn't it? It's like, you know, and when we, we go like professional. David on and, and yeah, we, we, you know. Can he actually speak Spanish? Everything. Is that actually yeah. a thing? Can he actually uh, speak Spanish? Spanish is definitely have... a thing, yeah. But yeah, he can, he can speak like, <laughs> fluent I've Spanish. I've with Fessy. 
I, th- I thought I thought Spanish was made up by uh, Inigo Montoya from The Princess Bride. I think that's actually a thing. <laughs> I think that's the kind of uh, Spanish that Mr. Greedo uses to uh, to draw the ladies closer. You see, that that's what happens. Um, right then, ladies, it's enough of Mr. Greedo talk. Even though he's a superstar, let's crack on with some Sheffield Wednesday chatter, shall we? Um, of course, first of all, we have to discuss the Brighton defeat. Um, of course, they came to Hillsborough, and let's face it, Brighton have been. Rather good this season, haven't they? Um, very, very impressive. There were a few players shy, which I thought would work in our favour. But, I mean, they were very good on the day as well, weren't they? Yeah, so, I mean, it's weird, isn't it, how uh, obviously we're in the playoff semi-final together. And at the time, I kind of thought we are two fairly similar teams. And it's interesting to see how they've changed and how we've changed in that time. Because they've kind of stuck with more or less the same team um, as they had We've made a few changes, although actually we at the moment we're we're playing not far off the uh, the the team that we had at the back end of of last season anyway. Um, yeah, I haven't decided yet on Saturday whether we were all right and they were just better than us, or whether we were actually a little bit poor and it it wasn't really happening. Because if you look at the stats, I mean the stats say that we absolutely hammered them. We had like twenty odd shots or something, and they had about four. Uh, we had more possession, like all the stats show that we should have absolutely walked it in that game but it never felt like it was going to happen did it? it it was a bit of an off day for us Brighton were I've got to say Brighton were superb I think they are they are a really good team they're well organized everyone knows what they're doing in that in that team you know they they, they didn't have many chances they took the ones that they had they kind of looked dangerous every time they they came forward and they were just better they're just a better team than we are um, and I think they're probably more prepared for what this season's about than than maybe we are and you know maybe maybe we did overachieve a little bit last last season and um you know Brighton were were more consistent than we were last season and they're probably going to be more consistent than we are this season um so I, I don't know I don't know what I take from that game I mean I, 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 let, let's be honest they they were better than we were the, the entire game they were just better and uh, knockout uh, in the playoffs uh, in both legs was Quite the threat, and uh, he turned into more of a threat. I mean, who was the, who was the, was it? Lewis Dunk put the cross in. I mean, that was a beautiful cross, and he was one of the standout players from the playoffs. And and I think all it did for me was solidify just how how much we robbed them blind in the playoffs. They finished thirteen points higher than the league. You know what I mean? They were they they were better for than us all season. And I've said this before. I think it, it was Billy the Bee that said, "You're not." top two material just yet and I think what that loss did was solidify that to us would, would anybody agree yeah I, th- I, th- I think from the match on we're not I think we've not been top two all season I think uh, after 10 games we were what we said we're ninth now we're seventh whatever um, and, nobody knows um, we don't look at the table until Christmas I know I th- I'm, I'm talking <laughs> after 10 games we're seventh and that's the last time I looked at it um, but um it's it, it kind of where you need to be. I suppose we're seventh says a lot that, you know, it's we're not in the top two. And I know Huddersfield are in the top, top, and I don't think they will be at any season. But, yeah, I, I think we're we're going to be a playoff. It's going to be playoffs again this year, I think. Uh, and the Brighton game was um, very frustrating. And I think a lot of people um, get around me were giving it a few, few boos and everything. But I just thought they were a better side. Uh, I don't think we were particularly bad or, you know, we... We we didn't do things, and I still don't think the players are all firing and they're not all on form at the minute. But um, I just think Brighton were a better side on Saturday. 
there, there were a couple of players that that had a bit of an off day, weren't there? I think that uh, you know Bannon looked tired and um, looks a bit. I, I always think he looks lost in in that role, and I know some people say that you know they, they don't. I've, I've said a few times on the pod that I really think that that, that deep line midfielder is is a really important position, and we we keep getting it wrong. I don't think that Bannon's the answer for that, and I know not everyone agrees with that, but I kind of felt that Saturday was 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 proof. And it was interesting actually that in the in the pub before the game. When the team came out, uh, and obviously he he not played David Jones, and my, my friend John said, I think that's a mistake against Brighton. I think that they're very strong coming forward, and we need that extra defensively minded player, which Bannon isn't. And I sort of dismissed it a little bit and went, Yeah, but we're you know we're at home. It's all right to have a different team that you play at home to to what you play away. And he was absolutely right in hindsight because they, uh, in terms of midfield, they were just better. They closed us down. They they played the ball a lot more incisively and 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 looked like. They could turn defence into attack very quickly, whereas I think we were a little bit sluggish in, in in terms of getting forward on on Saturday and and couldn't really create. Um, you know, Brighton are very very strong defensively, whereas we weren't. I think we looked a little bit weak defensively, and it's not the first game this season where we've seen that where we look really vulnerable. And um, I, I, at the risk of sounding like a bit of a broken record, we've really got to sort out who it is that's going to play in front of the back four. Because as much as it's important to have certainly a settled centre-back pairing, ideally a settled back four, that defensive midfielder is just as important. And, and it needs to be a settled position, that it needs to be someone that gets to know the way those four defenders work. Um, and, and, and that's something it feels like we're a long way off at the moment, which is a shame because it's, it's going to cost us that. The thing is, Carlos, and don't get me wrong, we've all seen the, the speculation about Carlos and all the rest of the nonsense that people have been putting out there about him. But he is not a defensive-minded manager. It is that simple, isn't it? He's always said he doesn't give two hoots about clean sheets or anything at all like that. It's just outscoring the other team. So we've seen we've gone from, from one extreme with uh, with Mr. Stuart Vanilla um, right over to the other extreme with Carlos when we could really do with something in the middle there, couldn't we? And maybe... Uh, as we we all saw last season, that something in the middle is Hutch in the chuffy middle. And I know that there's other people going to not get a game because of that, but to me, it, it makes perfect sense. Couldn't, couldn't agree with you more. I think that um, we, 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 you know, last season I thought we looked at a different team when we'd got Hutch playing than when he wasn't there because um, he is so strong defensively and he allows those fullbacks to push forward um, and, and he allows us to drop to that back three when we need to do it. We can't do that at the moment. You can't do that with, with Bannon. You arguably probably can't really do that with David Jones. He's, he's not, you know, by design, he's not a defensive midfield player. He's actually an attacking midfield player, but he's better suited to that role than anyone else we've got at the moment. If if we can sort out a, a centre back pairing that doesn't include Hutch and move Hutch back to that position, then great. I don't think that's going to happen though. I don't, Carlos doesn't seem interested in that. He's, he's said quite consistently all season that, that this season Hutch will be um, a centre back and um, doesn't really appear to be kind of wavering in that. You know, he, he, he seemed quite firm about it. Um, whether this thing about Carlos saying that he doesn't care about defending, I, whether that's really true or that's you know Carlos being. The, the kind of the guy that he is when he's in front of the media. I, I don't know. I mean, no no team is going to say, well, we don't bother practicing defending because you're going to lose every game if that's if that's the case. He's he's got to be thinking about the fact that that's our frailty at the moment. And 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 compared to last season, where we were strong at the back last season, this season we are. It's it's like a different team really, and, and not that much has changed other than that that little bit of shape. You know, we're we're still talking about more or less the same players in in that defense, aren't we? 
I actually agree with you. What what has what has gone on with the defence? I, I, you know, last season we sat here on this show watching the recall about how great Tom Lee's and Glenn Leuven's were and how wonderful we were at the back, and that's been the you know the solid point of our entire entire decent season that we had. What's it? What seems to have gone wrong? I mean, what, what what's the problem? Is it confidence? Is it is it that we reached as high as we can get? Is it lack of motivating after the after the uh, the disappointments at Wembley? I mean, what, what is it? Does, does anybody want to hazard a guess? I mean, Tom Lee's has been in the the. Uh, the Sheffield star tonight actually Tuesday um, and, and said that he doesn't think he's in the same form he has been for the last couple of seasons uh, he's not happy with his form and I, I, and I think probably that's we could say that of a few players to be honest throughout the team that they're not they're not hitting those highs they were last year but we know they're capable of them and that's where my positive is um, that these players like like Lees and Westwood I think said it as well you know that, that, that the, there is there's more to come from them I think and it's just you know, we could do with that coming along sooner rather than later, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, look, it, it kind of it sounds at the moment like we're talking like we're in the bottom three or something and we're trying yeah, to figure yeah. out how the hell we save our season. <laughs> you know, it, yeah. it's it's not been a bad start. We're a point better off than we were going into this international break a year ago. Um, and, you know, it kind of is at the moment. And, and, and I know there's people, and I've, I've seen people on Twitter saying that, you know, the end is is nigh and, and everything's terrible and stuff. And that's really not the case. We, we, we're actually kind of on the verge of, of a really big breakthrough, but we've been saying it for a few weeks and it's still not really fallen into place. Even the games that we, we won, we said this at the time, there's a slight worry when you're winning games in the last minute. Uh, I think it was Fudge that made this point, and it was a good point. Uh, when you're winning games oh, yeah. in the last minute, it, it's kind of, it's great, but it's just that little bit of a worry about that. that's not really a, a system that you can employ for the whole season. And, you know, we've maybe been found out a little since then. Um, but, you know, it, it, it is fine margins, isn't it? And that's that's the championship. If we can just plug those little you know, leaks at the back, and it, it could be as simple as someone that's dedicated to that deep line midfield role that that does it and gives the back four the confidence to be able to play like they did last season, and and that solves the problem. It might be something dead simple. Um, it, it's not, you know, we we can't we can't come up with that because you know we don't see how they're playing on the training pitch and we don't know what's going through Carlos's head we've got to have faith in Carlos to sort that out i can i can i can understand why there's a few people questioning Carlos at the moment because it it doesn't feel like he's close to figuring it out um and mm. you know i can see why people are getting a little bit frustrated um but we we just got to put us trust in him you know he took us he took us to Wembley last season the best season that we've had for for, for, for many, many years. Um, and I, you know, I've still got confidence that, that we can solve the issues that we've got this season. And we're, we're, we're in a position whereby, you know, we can make a push for the top two. You know, we, we, we shouldn't be saying that we rule that out. It's kind of hard to see at the moment. Mm. Um, you know, we can certainly make a push for the, for the playoffs. There's such a lot of football to play between now and the end of the season. And we saw last season how once you start winning games, it can become really infectious. Um, and, you know, it, it, it's, it might not be that far off. Do you, do you know, I, I think it possibly has it got something to do with the spine of the team, starting from the back, because they're not in form, is that kind of, you know, affecting it right through? And when when Lee starts firing, then it just gradually goes through the team and, and the strikers will start scoring as well, just as a, you know, a bit of a, a wave through. I don't know, I'm just kind of pontificating. What a word that is, eh? Um, <laughs> about what... what um, <laughs> But we, we should maybe get uh, Vic to, to uh, get in touch with Carlos again after he nearly picked the same side that she suggested this weekend as well. He, you never know, he might listen to her again. 
Oh, in that yeah. case, we can just blame Vic, can't we? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. I, I think that's why she's not on tonight. She came up with this story about how she was really <laughs> tired because she'd been at a posh do. It's not. It's because she made a big deal on Twitter about how she'd sent her suggested team to Carlos <laughs> and he picked that team. So, um, yeah, I think she might be feeling a bit sheepish. I think we should play Westwood in goal. <laughs> Lee's at the back. Yeah. Is that your Vic impression or your Carlos impression there, Richie? Well, well <laughs> more, more Vic than Carlos, I think. <laughs> Uh, it does have to be said on that game as well. Of course, we did have a, a debutant. Mr. Dawson came on after Westwood went off injured. And um, talk to me about him. I mean, this is a chap we've been watching for a long time. He's been involved in the uh, England new squad, etc., etc. Been quite excited about this chap. What did it look like, Jay? Um, if I'm honest, it looks a bit nervous, but yeah. the defence was playing quite nervous as well. I mean, coming on to, to, to make your debut against... Brighton of all teams is is a heck of a debut to make, isn't it? You know, it'd be great if we could have given him a, a run out in a cup game or something before now. Um, so I think I think it was it would be very difficult to judge him off the back of that. Um, I, I don't think he was particularly at fault for their second goal. Um, you know, I'm I'm not sure that um, I think his positioning was probably right considering the fact that the ball was pinging around the box a little bit. Um, and you've got to put yourself somewhere. So I, I don't think he can he can kind of have a finger of blame pointed at him. But I think mm. after that he looked a little bit nervous. It's going to knock his confidence a little bit, and 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 that's why you know we we know we've got a really good goalkeeping coach in Andy Rhodes that can pick him back up if he's been hit a little bit. And uh, it's been great to see kind of him talking in the papers and stuff about how proud he, proud he was to make his um to make his his debut mm. um so you know hopefully um any kind of bad thoughts he's got off the back of the brighton game he can forget about and, and make a real push to become part of that that first team squad now absolutely we, we, we do have a really good um just a goalkeeping situation at hillsborough is is probably i think it's always been fairly good we've always had good goalkeepers but especially at the minute with two youngsters like like um, Wildsmith and Dawson coming through, it, it bodes well. Um, and it just shows that Keane, Keane's not even getting a sniff at the first well, team at all. Well, he's, so. he's injured though, isn't he? We're flipping crap at keeping goalkeepers fit. That's the problem. We've, that. got, we've got three goalkeepers injured now uh, and only one that's fit. So um, there's some hard work to be done over the next couple of weeks to, uh, to resolve yeah. that. Is it too late to put Bully back in a keeper shirt and just uh, <laughs> stick him on the bench, just in case? You can register him, you know. <laughs> Honestly, Dave, you know, he's six foot seven or whatever. Um, you know, he can leap around a bit. He's he's good at throwing himself on the floor. Get him in the net. Well, we could go back to Ersty. I mean, Ersty's Erste, there in a match day, isn't he? So, you know, get, drag him out and get him in goal hey. again. Like... Well, quite literally a filler thing these days, wouldn't he? Bless him. Uh... <laughs> Uh, but no, it was a disappointing game. But as we've all said, Brighton were a, a very, very good team. And, and fair play, we're not going to win them all. And sometimes other teams are just better. And it is terribly disappointing, uh, especially after um, essentially beating them four times last season. Um, yes, there was sort of uh, circumstances that, that lent in our favour last season um, during those uh, those wins. But hey-ho, um, we just move on to the, uh, on to the next one. Whether you're celebrating a birthday... A wedding or anniversary. Maybe you've passed your driving test. Or you've landed a new job. Well, whatever your reason for a party, the Riverside Cafe is the perfect location on Catchbar Lane overlooking Hillsborough Stadium. To inquire about hiring us for your function, call 07989 or 014 232 6121. 
Um, now looking at the uh, the season as a whole so far, what we, I think we just passed the first quarter now, aren't we? So um, can we start to sort of um, look at the team? Is the worries that we have? I mean, obviously we've been speaking about the, the defensive frailties, but there's been some cracking football players. We have to say we've not been battered by teams, have we? There are some really, really sexy football being played at Hillsborough at the moment. My concern is that we're conceding first every time. Is anybody else worried about this? Oh, I'm used to letting everybody else go first. Just ask Lady H. Oh. <laughs> didn't, didn't we have an issue with this last season as well? Uh, that, that starting quite slow was a, a bit of a thing and, and it yeah. would sometimes take us until half-time to kind of get things right and, and sometimes a substitution or two uh, and that would that would solve the, the problem. It, it, I think it's a bit of a Carlos thing. I don't think... Carl, Carlos doesn't seem to be the kind of manager that panics about things. He takes it all in his stride um, and, you know, ha- has an idea in his head about what he's going to do to change things to sort it out and uh, some of the time gets away with it and it works and then some of the time, like on Saturday, it doesn't work. But it is a worry. I mean, you, you, you're not gonna. It's gonna. It's gonna be bloody hard to get promoted to the Premier League um, when you're nearly always conceding the first goal. I mean, that's. It's, it's like giving the opposition a goal lead, isn't it? I seriously think it'll. It it will turn around. It will. It will come to a point where you know we 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 start to, you know, keep the clean sheets and and everybody starts to come into. You know, I'm not saying everybody at once, but the the majority of the team will will be in form. And I think at some point we will give somebody a, a good hiding. I really do, and I think that'll be then the the, the kind of the, the the charge then to to finishing those um, top top six and hopefully top two. It's weird it, you've said that, Rich, because I, I think there was there was time hop on my uh, on my blower that kicked in, and uh, and it said something along the lines of a tweet that I did. I think it was last season that said uh, two goals down. Don't worry about that. Take some Sheffield Wednesday. I think we've had a we've had a stuttered start. We have, uh, and we and you know the Wednesday fraternity, and and I think probably the rest of us maybe thought that we'd we'd kick on, we'd pick up where we left off last year. But um, it's not it's, it's not happened. It's been a, essentially the same start as what we had last year. So there will be a game. There will be that victory. There will be that one thing where we all of a sudden become. Oh, hang on a minute. We can do this, but. Mm. I'm I'm just concerned that it might be a little, uh, you know, too little, too late. Do you, do you know what I mean? Like it was last season. Well, last season we sort of hit form at the right time, didn't we? Which pushed us into the playoffs because we were sort of picking points up as everybody else was, was essentially chuffing up, weren't they? And we managed to sort of scrape our way into the playoffs, which, again, if that happens again this season, brilliant. Everybody's happy. Um, but... Again, we're not known for being a patient bunch, are we? Was Wednesday nights, unfortunately, and we do have very, very short memories as well. Because, again, very similar conversations. If we go back to uh, episode nine of last season, I'm sure we were having a very, very similar conversation. But the have one you been person... listening back, on H? Have you been I... having a little listen back as to what we were talking about to see if it was the same old nonsense that we were spouting? We've... Is that why be... you know so much about Rotherham? We've all to got be better fair, mics, though, haven't we, this season? We all sound a little bit better. The quality's gone up a bit. Of the podcast, yeah, you, you included me in the podcast. I wasn't there last year. I turned nine, so you know. Yeah, no, well, that's where it, that's where off the season went tits up. Hey. <laughs> but no, um, I mean the one person that that that, that patience does really matter with is Mister Chan Siri, isn't he? I mean, we've not heard a great deal from him just recently. Um, and do we think that Mister Mister C is going to have that patience to to let Carlos do what he's doing? They've always had, as far as I can see, a perfectly amicable relationship. Um, uh, best of chums. We've all seen the photos of hugging and, and all the rest of the bits and bobs that uh, uh, chairmen and managers get up to, I assume. Um, 
but is Mr. C going to have that patience? Well, we don't know yet, do we? This this is the interesting thing because um, you know we know he came in and originally said that he was going to stand by Stuart Gray, uh, and then uh, fairly close to the start of the the season, um, he he pulled the plug on on that and and, and got rid. Um, pro- probably with justification, I could understand if they talked and realised that they got different ideas about how uh, what kind of football they wanted us to play. But we don't really know, do we yet, what kind of chairman uh, and owner he is when it comes to uh, when it comes to managers. You know, we've we've seen the guy at Aston Villa, who we all acknowledge is a complete nut job, um, kind of show his card this week by um, <laughs> getting rid of um, of Di Matteo so quickly. Um, and you know, we've seen clubs in the past where where they've kind of marked their cards quite early in terms of. Uh, not having much much patience, um, we really don't know. You know, I, I I don't know whether or not Mr. Chancery is the kind of guy that's going to have patience. You know, he was very clear when he came in about wanting to be back in the Premier League for our 150th year. Um, we we've talked before about this about how you know he's a he's a he's a proud man, and the the culture in Thailand is um, that you know if if you if you make a promise, you've got to keep yep, it. That's the um, and you know he, he he will not want to, uh, to 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 miss out on that oil. Certainly not want to to kind of uh, miss out on it without a damn good fight. Um, so you know, a, a, another couple of, uh, of of bad results, and and it's very possible there will be real pressure on um, on on Carlos. Whether that's right or wrong, that is football in this day and age. And um, we've we've seen today with Cardiff getting rid of their manager. Cardiff, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And um, I mean, appointing Neil Warnock, which is a very strange mm. call, and and uh, yeah, great to have him back, but um, you know, a bit of an odd one. Um, you I know, that's, that, that, that that silly season is in. is starting, isn't it? Now, managerial merry-go-round is is getting underway, uh, and there will be there will be managers becoming available. And if you're a chairman that's maybe just thinking about pulling the trigger. Then you, you, if if a manager becomes available and you think, ooh, now they could do a job for us, then you know your hand might be forced. I don't know. It's 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 weird. We we don't know what kind of chairman Mr. Chancery is yet. He might be a dead loyal guy. He might stand by him, like you you say, Lord H. They do seem like really good mates. They seem to genuinely like each other, and he's backed him, um, and he's put his faith in it, and he doesn't seem to interfere with team affairs. He seems to trust him. Um, but you know, it's a results business, isn't it? And 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 at the moment, we're not in the. We don't look like we're going to be in the top six, and that's got to change. We've seen that Mr. C has put his stamp on the club pretty much firmly, hasn't he? I mean, he's come in, the kit's changed, the badge changed, we've got elephants outside, etc., etc., etc. So he's not scared to put his stamp on things. And we've saw what happened with the Fessy situation. He put his foot down in that situation as well and made it quite clear that he was the boss. So if he needs to, he will do. Won't he? It's that simple. And like Jay says, it's just a case of sort of hanging back and, and see what happens. Um, but I, I suppose that's something we can only speculate about. And and looking at sort of the social medias and, 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 and the Facebooks and the websites and, and the forums and all that kind of thing, there are a lot of Wednesday fans now getting a little bit impatient, but we always have been, haven't we? That's the thing. Am I reading a little bit too much into this, do you think? I'd, this is natural, isn't it? You know what? We, we panic as fans as well. And, and it's... Yeah. You know, it's hard. I I find it quite hard sometimes to come on this podcast and try and be fairly calm and collected because, like anyone, you you panic a bit when you when you see teams like you know Huddersfield who've actually spent very little and are charging 175 quid for season tickets or whatever you know daft amount it is, um, and they're at the top of the league and you think, well, what are we what are we doing wrong? Why 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 are we not doing that? We're all paying whatever for 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 tickets to go and watch the the game, um, and we're not winning as much as they are. You know, it's natural I think to to panic because we all love this club and we want to see it do do really well 
Um, we know, you know, if any club knows that just sacking the manager because you lose a few games is not the answer, it's Sheffield Wednesday because we've made you know <laughs> a, a, a generation out of it pretty much now, and it's never worked. It's never worked. So I think we are. I think that we're right to stand by Carlos until the point where it's really difficult to defend the position that we're in. And we're a long, long, long way from that at the moment. But it's not our club. We don't make that call. And um, I don't think there's as many fans that are, are, are seriously thinking about whether or not Carlos is the right man as, as, as you'd be led to believe by looking at the SWFC hashtag on Twitter um, or, or, or even listening to uh, Football Heaven on Radio Sheffield. I think most fans see it quite clearly and see the fact that we're not far off at the moment. We've not played terrible football this season. Anyone says that it's been rubbish and that we're a bad side is is just wrong. Simple as that. They're wrong because the football Sorry, at times James. has been brilliant. Sorry, have people been slagging Carlos off on Football Heaven? I don't get it down here. So oh, obviously God, yeah. I don't get to hear it. But I, I turn it off. Consensus? <laughs> yeah. I, I'll be honest. I've, I've not listened to it so far this week um, because I, I, I find it really annoying. And the fact that yep, because, of, because of my job, my, my day job, I can't ring up. I can't get involved in that. And I hear people say stuff and I'm like, I need I need to respond to that because that's just ridiculous. And I can't do it. So I find it easier to just not listen. Could you not go on and make, you know, come on some kind of gruff voice and voice. just pretend it's not for you? <laughs> Hello, it's, uh, it's Tony here from Shirebrook. There we go, exactly, Tony from Shirebrook. There we go, that's you, is it? <laughs> can, can you imagine how sad it'd have to be to go on some kind of a, a, an audio forum and, and disguise your voice into somebody else's <laughs> voice? <laughs> absolutely crazy. Crazy. Tony from Shirebrook sounded like it was a company as well, to be fair. Why? <laughs> yeah. There was a, uh, obviously you guys would have heard it was a cracking chap on there the other day who uh, had sent Carlos a tweet uh, with his views on the game and was very annoyed that Carlos had then blocked him after reading <laughs> I heard yes. that guy. I heard that guy. <laughs> I love that guy. I think he's brilliantly entertaining. Absolutely. That's we should get one here. Absolutely. If you're listening, Obi, give us a, uh, drop us a line. We'll not block you. We, you can say whatever you like to us. Crack, you should see some of the tweets I get. It's ridiculous. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you ever want to come on and say hello, happy to have you, old boy. Um, right, then, ladies So there's not been a massive amount of Sheffield Wednesday news this week, obviously with uh, one thing and another. Um, but one wonderful bit of news for us, and I know we keep harking back to this, and we've always said we're trying our very best not to get excited and ridiculously pumped up about this but Mr Hurst Jr stuck a chuffing hat trick in against Leeds didn't he which is brilliant and looking at the goals were all sorts of different goals as well I am so excited about this boy and I can't help it and I'm sorry George Hurst wearing his dad's disco pants oh my word I, I'm have you seen the goals chaps yes yeah there were, there were, there were three great goals um, fantastic different types of goals as well and it's just what his dad used to do there isn't a type of goal that that lad just doesn't seem not to be able to score at the moment which is exactly what his dad used to do he could hit it from jumping halfway line he could get involved in the poaching in the box he could do everything and the runs that he makes are exactly like his dad's and I'm sorry I'm going to have to calm down because I'm just, I just want him inside tomorrow stick him in Carlos <laughs> I'm getting carried away Lord H I think I'll be off of Eddie I've got to say that, you know, um, we're all very excited that at some point we're going to have the name Hurst on the back of his shirt. But I don't think we can have number nine. Am I, am I right? Is that not Dapon's, um, Dapon's boy or nephew no, or not, something? It's, or? It, well, it's Adam Reach now, isn't it? Oh, it's, it's Reach yeah, yeah. the stars, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. 
I don't care. When he comes in, take it off him and stick it on his back. I do not give a chuck. There is a tradition to be had. And I am I cannot tell you how incredibly excited I am. And I and I know I shouldn't be. And I know usually when I get this excited about things, it all goes terribly, terribly, terribly wrong. But he just looks fucking bad. Fantastic, doesn't he? And I'm so excited for him to come in. And we can, honestly, we can tell you're excited, Luke. Yeah, I'd, I'd, it's, it's a bit. It's actually getting a little disturbing now. It, it is, it, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It, it sounds like you're, you, you're excited about it to the point where you might be ready to peak with your excitement any second. <laughs> Jeeves has sat with him at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> he has a bucket and a mop at the ready. Louis Theroux is going to do, do a documentary. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, when I'm normally sat at the computer, Jeeves will have a bucket and a mop at the ready. But, uh, for a completely different reason. Um, but, I, I'm sorry. The I mean, there was, uh, I, I'm, I'm sure other people follow the, the same people I do on Twitter. Uh, uh, the, the, the Wednesday Youth, um, Twitter feed as well, and there was a few points where they mentioned that maybe um, young Mr. Hurst could have been a, um, a little bit more physical with some of the defenders that will give him a bit of jip and, and bits and bobs and the other, but I don't. Oh, I just come, I think. I'm come. In. he's 17 year old. He's only a boy. He's only yeah, a no, kid. I'm sure I was more aggressive at 17 than I am now, uh, being in my old man's state. Aren't 17 years supposed to be evil and nasty and all like, in that and ting in it and that and ting? I like the way you said that, Lord H. It made it sound like you were outside Club Wow in 1997, <laughs> just kicking off outside Turkey kicks, just mushing everybody out the way. while Dick Dollar was on on a Monday night. <laughs> it was Trevolis. I mean, Trevolis. Oh my word, those were the days. Um, <laughs> the the important question about George Hurst is: Can he play in the net? Because we might need him before too much longer. You know, he seems he seems to be able to score lots of goals. Can he stop them? Well, there's a few chaps out there, and and in in the development squad, and and it is looking spiffing, and and clearly they've been investing money into that. Obviously, we've. we've actually brought players in and paid money for players in the development squad as well, which is fantastic. And personally, I think this is one of the best sort of development teams that we can be excited about now because it used to be something that just sort of happened, didn't it? But now it, it, it seems to be taken incredibly, incredibly more seriously than it was. And we are going to start obviously using it at some point as either a feeding for the first team or, although it pains me to say, uh, maybe even making money from that uh, that development team as well because they're just looking brilliant. They really are. Some of the players in there are looking absolutely fantastic. Obviously, Wildsmiths come through from there. Um, we've had a few other sort of hints and sniffs from there as well just recently. Um, obviously, Mr. Hurst does now have his professional contract. He's had it a while now, so I should imagine uh, a couple of years we'll be seeing him um, sort of on the bench and things. Would it be an idea to start popping these chaps off too um, on loan to maybe a lower league club so they can get some some proper game time with men? Because we, I mean, we we heard um, Chris Holt when he came on, friend of the podcast, shall we say now, Mr. Chris Holt, and essentially they're still playing other kids, aren't they? Um, and I don't yeah. mean that disrespectfully, not in the slightest. Um, obviously, I'd, I'd, I'd love to have half the talent a lot of these these kids have, but at some point they have to step up and actually play men in the man's game and take a bit of a beating, don't they? I think what's really good is how long how long is it since we could actually say say that that we we've got some good young players, you know, the Matt Pennies of the world and and Hursty and 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 the others that seem to be kind of doing so well. We've, it's been a long time since we could say we could have a few that not just the odd one um, that, that we were looking. You know, I, I, I go back to Dean Barrick, donkeys years ago was a, a, a brilliant <laughs> prospect and look what he is turned that your out. Is popping out there, old boy? Uh, it might be. I'm just reading on the internet, actually. Where are they now? Uh, Funnily <laughs> enough, no. 
<laughs> well, that's a good idea for a feature, though. I quite like that. Yeah, you could do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll leave that one to you, James. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, 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 sure. I could have a go at that. I don't think it'll work, though, mate. If I'm honest. Um, <laughs> the um, I find it quite interesting this thing about um, youth players because I, I don't know if anyone's been following the kind of debacle that is. I've got to use its proper name, the Checker Trade Trophy, mm-hmm. which is quite hard to say. Um, Absolutely. But, I mean, I've, I don't think I've ever seen anything in football that is such a farce. You know, you've got, I think there's a game at Grimsby tonight where, where there's an attendance of 600. Uh, there was one last night where it was less than 500. N- no one cares about it. They really don't. Um, and, and, and the Football League, their justification has been that, um, you know, it's to help try and bridge the gap between the academy system and the, you know, the under 21 teams or whatever they are. Um, and the professional game because you know often players struggle to make that step up and this is about trying to bridge that gap it's obviously not doing a very good job because no one gives a shit about it um but the best way of bridging that gap is 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 a real it's a, a bit of a poser isn't it how do you do it because there is, you know, we've seen it before where you see players that, that look brilliant when they're you know in, in the academy and when they're a kid but when it actually comes to playing the game for real they, it, it doesn't happen for them, and they end up fading away and, and, and not really doing anything. And, and you know, next thing, they, they, they end up playing kind of non-league and having a job as a builder or whatever Monday to Friday. So um, yeah. it's 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 a really difficult one to get right. And 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 I, I kind of like the fact that rather than just send all the players out on loan, we've we've kind of kept them maybe to have a good think about it. And and you know, maybe Bully and um, and his mm-hmm. team are having a real good think and 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 just mulling over what is the best way of getting these guys equipped and ready to make that. That step up, um, and 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 maybe we'll be ready to make that call in January if we do send them out. I think the stat is one percent, isn't it? That actually make it. It's um, astonishing, from, isn't it? That it really it is, is crazy. Yeah, yeah. And it reflects so, you know, so badly on our football clubs. It, it really does that we're you know we're that bad at actually getting these guys um, geared up and and ready for professional football. Um, you know, the, the, this this EFL trophy malarkey is. is I don't think is the answer. I don't think is the way. And oh. similarly, the, the the talk originally of having academies that that join the football league, so you end up with like a Manchester United B team that's playing in the fourth tier or the fifth tier or whatever is equally a, a ridiculous um, idea. Don't like it. Don't like um, it. But you know, we've we've got to, and it's not just a Wednesday thing. This is football as a whole has got to come up with some better way of bridging that gap from from youth football to professional football. And it can be a problem because, I mean, as a, a parent and uh, of, a, a, of sons, um, uh, one of my lads, I mean, cracking player, don't get me wrong, maybe not good enough for the Football League or anything at all, but as a boy, we went through various academies, we went to various, um, what they now call um, elite training camps and, and all this kind of thing. And a lot of it now is it, it's a business as well because I have paid quite a lot of money for my boys to play football and vice versa. Um, obviously, he eventually got into a team and he's played futsal football and, and all sorts of things on there. Um, but then after that particular point, it's just there's nothing for them. And it's yeah, really yeah, obviously get the skills from obviously get the skills from the mob then. Oh, clearly, it. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> it's, it's clearly just a, a manipulation of the brand. It's clearly just a, you know, a point where they they try and go. We we've got a, a brand here. We can we can do a football school, charge the parents as much as we want to, you know, to get involved with it. And then there's no guarantee of any kind of contract at the end no, of it. Of I think actually I, I texted you yesterday, didn't I, James, and showed you that um, what was it that uh, there was a radio station down here doing a 
a journalism course and you could yeah. pay four and a half grand to be a, to be a radio journalist. There was no guarantee of a job at the end of it. It was just literally some bloke from the radio going, yeah, you could be a journalist now. Oh, well, I, I didn't even get my, you know, <laughs> I didn't even get my headgear to stitch up Sam Allardyce. I, you know what I mean? They didn't give me any of that. There's no promise of that. It was literally just a, a manipulation of the brand. And, and, and that's the way it's gone. However, I, I agree with James. I, I think it, it's, it's a great bridge between um, you know, uh, that developmental squad level to football league level, but it, there needs to be something better because the checker trade trophy, the only thing that's, that's good for is an over 1.5 bet on Skybet. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, it's no, a farce, isn't it? It's such a joke, that that competition. I just, you know, I mean, it was bad enough when it was whatever it was last season, the, the, the JPT. But what they've done to it has just destroyed it, and you know I think big time, it can't be difficult to come up with some way of of moving that forwards. You know, get fans, do something that gets fans interested in in youth football, whether it's a really good youth competition that some of the lower league clubs have got a chance in. Because you think about some like clubs like Crew, who've got a really good reputation for bringing through young players, and even te- you know teams that are, are in disarray at the moment, like Bolton, who've, who've always had a decent reputation for for bringing through young players. Blackburn have, have, have always had a decent youth system. Oh, yeah, don't are. start with Blackburn. Well, he's not on tonight, is he? He's a, he's a, he's a bit tired from job hunting. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, the, the, there's, there's clubs that have, have got really good reputations, but I don't think many people know it because it's it's such a hidden thing now, youth football. There's got to, there's just got to be a way of, of making it better and, and setting these players up better. There's got to be. No, absolutely. And and all that said, I mean, we will be starting the uh, the TWW cast um, podcasting school um, as of next season. So if you've got a spare seven grand, <laughs> by all means, do get in touch. <laughs> and you two could be podcasting with Dan Fudge, Rich Davis and James Marriott next year. That's Chichi. brilliant. Are we each going to take one class like Dan Fudge will do, how to get knob gags into everyday conversation? <laughs> Whatever conversation is, he will show you a way that you can get a knob gag into it. There's always some way to... I- Sliding in a knob gag, isn't he? Oh boy! I've just set up the um, first the first bank account, which goes directly into the Riverside Cafe to go behind <laughs> the bar too. <laughs> um, right then, ladies and gents. So let's crack on, shall we? Uh, now, of course, as we said earlier, there has been scant Wednesday news this week. Um, obviously, international break coming up as well. Um, so um, we did have a little idea for a couple of weeks ago, and now we've got time to do it. Um, We've been speaking about the sublime coming through from the youth team, but we have had some utter chuffing stinkers at Hillsborough as well. <laughs> Let's face it, how some of these people got to be professional footballers, I shall never know. Um, but in your opinion, gents, the worst player that you've seen at Hillsborough in the last 10 years. Now, I know there's been a few candidates for this one, um, but fire away, chaps. And for you listening out there as well, by all means, tweet us your um, worst players and let's see if you can beat the panel here. Um, Who would like to go first? Well, can I, can I just say the, the background to this came about because um, there there was... I think it was one of the newspapers or an online website or something. It's going to be an online website. It's not going to be an offline website, is it? What a stupid thing to say. <laughs> um, that, that, that did a thing where they got like a, a supporter of each club to, to, to pick out theirs. And it, it was actually David Garrido from, from Sky that was asked to come up with a Wednesday one. Uh, and he came up with Martin Taylor, 
So so he said that Martin Taylor, he mm. thought, was the worst Wednesday sign of the last 10 years, which is what kind of gave us the idea, isn't it? We've, we've hung on to it for a, for a quiet week. Um, I, I'll do mine then. And I, I mean, to be fair, it's worrying how many candidates there are for this, isn't it? Because we, we have had some, <laughs> some real crap. And it's hard to believe, you know, just how many different Sheffield Wednesdays we've seen in the last 10 years, because we've had some really bad ones. Um, for me... <laughs> I, I'm going to pick out a guy who joined us at a time when we really needed some some quality in, in what was proving to be a hard season uh, and came with a lot of expectation on his back and we all thought, oh, this is going to be the guy that, that transforms our season. Uh, and he did nothing, and that's Jay Bothroyd, who <laughs> I was absolutely... I, sorry, dude. I was <laughs> no, no, so no. excited when we signed him. It Was was it on deadline day or a couple of days before yeah. deadline day? Uh, and we were like, you know, he, he comes with pedigree, he can score goals, he's played in the Premier League. Um, and... I really struggle to think of a point where he actually had a good game for us. Um, the, the relationship he had with the fans broke down. Um, I, I think that you know he was very, very open about the fact that he just didn't give a toss uh, and really didn't care. And it became one of probably the most disappointing signings that I've ever seen us uh, ever seen us make. So that that would be mine. I, th- I think I'm, I'm, I've was the day that uh, we also signed uh, Nars Barkley. It was the same. It was the same day, <laughs> and the um, the first game they both played was a three nil drubbing away at Brighton, and I'll never forget it. Wow. It was absolutely the worst day of my damn life, and that was the first time I vowed never to go to Brighton again. <laughs> uh, it didn't go well, and uh, I think that was all. Lord Ellsbury, remember this? I think that was a day that we coined "beasties nipples" as a phrase. So uh, <laughs> you know, every cloud. I think it was greasing beasties nipples, if I'm not wrong, old boy. Um, <laughs> uh, Rich? I'm, yeah, I'm just looking. I was kind of, I was going the Bothroyd way, and I've just Googled this, and I've got a wiki page up, and just looking at sitting the names, some of the names over the last 10 years. So we've got Chris Adamson, we've got in there, we've got, um, God, look at, um, um, Aaron Aldi. Do you remember him? <laughs> Vaguely. He the, yeah, he was in the last 10 years. Um God, there's, there's some real names on here, but it's... Um, I mean, Julian Bennett is one that stands out as being one that you thought, oh, going to be a great left-back and never, ever delivered in the 29 games he played for us. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, it's such a hard one because there has been some... And going further back, we've had some real shit, haven't we? we really have. <laughs> we really have. <laughs> can, I, can I have like a, a secondary option? I'll, I'll let you have Bothroyd if you want, because I did have a kind of a close runner-up who was again someone that we signed on, on, on loan. This was in the League One days and again came with a lot of excitement, joined us from, from Tottenham and proved to be absolute toilet, and that is John Bostock. Yeah. He fits perfectly into that category that we were talking about earlier, which is, isn't it, that youth players that people get very excited about, that it just never happens for them in the professional game. Because he came with a huge buzz about him. And, and another one that I was dead excited, thinking this, this guy could be the one that's going to get us over the line and get us promoted. And I think it was his first game away at Chesterfield where he gave away a penalty and he missed an open net or something stupid. He, and, and just, he, I mean, he did nothing. He was rubbish. And I don't think he's ever been heard of again. I think that he vanished, didn't he? And he's, is he playing abroad now or in non-league or, or something? Um, you know, he's, he, he really just didn't, really didn't do it. 
What we need to find out is where is he now? Rich, get on it. No. Oh, boy, forget it. <laughs> forget it. <laughs> for, <laughs> for me, the one that, that really, really, really disappointed me, who I was incredibly excited about, and it wasn't that long ago, was uh, Mr. Petnik, who looked on paper fantastic. Obviously, we saw the, the YouTube bits of him. He even got his own Wednesday week song, which I am still incredibly proud about. Um, but he just came didn't do a great deal, and then chuffed off because he didn't like it, did he? And I was gutted about that. He had a lovely name, fantastic flowing locks, and a he brilliant like, Wednesday week. Like tubes from Soccer AM as well. Let's <laughs> he not like a, from Soccer AM. What more could you want in a footballer? But no. Um, so, ladies and gents, please send us your worst signings because no doubt there'll be some out there that we've forgotten about because they were that bad. So, by all means, pop us your signings and we'll, well see what I'll happens. I'll tell you what, listen, there's one that I've got to speak about and he wasn't very good. He wasn't technically gifted. Um, I don't know how he played so many times. He was also part of the uh, the playoff winning team in 2005 and I've got to bring him up. It's Lee Peacock. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's not I don't know how he ended up with him. Robbie. Is this your sort of official way of resigning as Mr. Peacock's jacket holder there? Buddy, <laughs> Actually, no, I'm going out for his birthday on Saturday, so sorry, Lee, didn't mean it. That's the only reason you mentioned it, isn't it? So you could drop that line. <laughs> yeah, shoe on it in. By the sounds of it, I've become one of those um, those football fixers. You know those guys that they text and go, can somebody get me some bread at three in the morning? You know what I mean? <laughs> and there's always some little lackey who stood at the side and going, yeah, I'm sort of like, yeah. So, he, he, he said, go. we're going out for my birthday, come if you want. So, I took that as a personal inv- invitation, <laughs> do you know what I mean? And, um, and and I said, actually, where are you off to? Because you're coming out in Southampton, I know a few people. And he went, oh, we're going this place and this place. So, I went, yeah, I can sort that. Yeah, don't worry about that. So, now I'm giving myself a job to go and go to these three <laughs> bars that he's outlined. Just to see if I can go back to him and go, oh, I might sort us out like a ten pound discount on this on this vodka. Do you want to do you want to come here? Do you think do you think he knew when he invited you? Do you think it hey? was? Do you think you were a victim of the, of the long con that he thought? Yes. Right, I want to get some free drinks in Southampton. How do I do this? If I mention to Dan Fudge that I'm going out in Southampton, maybe he'll say, oh, I might be able to get us some stuff for free. <laughs> yeah. And this this whole thing unfolds from there. That's it. That's that's exactly what's happened. And, uh, and, and and me being me, I've gone. Yeah, I can sort that out. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, Miss Peacock. Yes, Miss. Thank you, Miss Peacock. Uh, I love you, Miss Peacock. Thank you. Thank you. Can I hold you up, sir? Can I? Hold you up, sir? <laughs> but you know, you know, you considered for about five minutes doing radio journalism as a, a career. I think yeah, your yeah. your true calling now is to become like the world's worst football agent. <laughs> <laughs> like you know, I can't fix you. I can't fix you up with a club. I can't fix you up with a new club to join, uh, but I can sort you out. Ten pounds of free drinks in Pop World. <laughs> I can get and a contract to in Grey Goose in ninety degrees. Yeah, I can sort that. Out. And get your lap dance for free, sorted. <laughs> it's weird you said that, but yeah, I can, I can I can do that and get I can get my free lap dance. If you're in Southampton, kids, give me a nudge. I'll I'll see my mate Sam. Sorry, Tegan. That's the way name she goes to. I'll sort her out. She's not on Twitter. She's on my Instagram. Go and have a look. I'm um, good. I thought it was going to be from you then, Fudgy. Oh boy, that would be absolutely terrifying having you shaking your bits and bobs at everybody. No, nobody. None of us want that. <laughs> Before we move on, I, I've just come across a player. Don't, don't take that literally. Um, <laughs> that, uh, um, there's a player that does rival Bothroyd. Oh. Francis Jeffers. Oh, God. 
Is that within oh. the last ten years? I'm surprised that Jeffers didn't get didn't get a nudge. I, I, he was the player that said that. that um, was it Laws said he'd never never going to play for us again because he got I think he got sent off against the heady heights of Port Vale I think or something like that didn't he? Fifth, according to this here, two thousand and seven to two thousand and ten, fifty four appearances. How many goals did he score? Eight, seven, six, five, five. five. Do you know what this this is a true story that? Um, all right, don't don't all complain here, but at Wolves away last season when I was stood outside. Oh. <laughs> I was stood outside the pub talking to um, James Kay because he managed to get to that game last last season, um, and we I mean we were bombarding him with questions, and one of them was who's the best player that you played with at Wednesday, and he genuinely said Francis Jeffers. He said that on the training ground he could score goals for absolute fun, but the players that he was playing around at that time just weren't good enough. He was so much better than them that he could not score goals for Wednesday. That's a true story. I suppose it does kind of make sense because before he came to us, he did have a a, a, a belt in time, didn't he? He, he, he was, again, very he well thought. Shit. He was fucking rubbish. <laughs> 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 he was 18 years old, so he scored a couple of goals for, um, for Everton, and he signed for <laughs> Arsenal for an obscene amount of money, scored one goal off his ass, and then spent the next five or six, seven years just trawling around from club to club, trying to regain the form from when he was a teenager before he started on the fags. Bollocks to him. He was absolutely bloody rubbish. <laughs> he was just an horrible, bloody scouser. That's all he was. He used to play next to Duncan Disorderly. That's how bloody good he was. And Duncan Disorderly, once again, was shit. He was just a big Scottish <laughs> shit kicker who could just jump higher than everybody else. Bollocks to Francis Jeff, as he was bloody rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a question. Where would you find all of the following in one place? Chairs, tables, beer, Vic, James, more beer, Dickyow, Eddie, more beer, and the rest of the Wednesday week gang. That's right, it's the Riverside Cafe's new outside bar. All of your favourite lagers, ciders, soft drinks and hand pump ales are now available outside. Come and see the gang and give it a try. The Riverside Cafe's new outside bar. Now open on match days. Um, right then, ladies and gents. So, uh, last little bit for this evening. Does anybody have any little bits? Yeah, I, I, I have some bits on the back of the uh, what we were saying about shit players. Does anyone remember Christian Maryleb? No. No. What? no I, I tell you what it was. Christian Maryleb was the product of when um, Ron Atkinson yes. joined us yeah. uh, again at Austrian. the back end of the nineties. Do you remember? Austrian geezer. Yeah, Ooh. yeah. My word, he's ringing a little bell in the back of my noggin. He was, he was terrible. However, the best centre ninety centre parting that anybody's ever had. <laughs> <laughs> That's my if anybody's going to ninety-eight, seven appearances, no goals. Wow. If anybody's going to appreciate a ninety centre parting, it's going to be Fudgy, isn't it? <laughs> uh... <laughs> I've got a couple of things. Um... Do you know, I, I've just realised that in my um, random notes that I s- kind of scribbled down after the game, we forgot to mention about the Brighton thing, about the uh, the Abdi hoo-ha, uh, which subsequently turned out not really to be a hoo-ha at all, did it? Um, because um, I, I don't know if this was going on online as well, but certainly in the pub, there was this rumour that went around that it was originally named on the bench and then he stormed out and, and refused to have anything to do with it. Um, and then it subsequently turned out that actually he was just ill and he'd gone home because he'd got flu. Um, so, um, yeah, that that ended up being um, being nothing. But we forgot to mention about that. Um, right, what else? Um, Huddersfield sold out, which I thought was worth a mention. Um, Brilliant. 
Yeah, I know, right, we're in no position to kind of moan at other teams about tickets, but it's annoying me a bit they've only given us 2,000 when we've had like, you know, 4,500 for the last few seasons. And I get that more teams are doing this now whereby they're splitting their away end with home fans to try and kill the away atmosphere. They're also charging us 30 quid a ticket and it's a tenner for home fans, which I just think is a bit crap. Now, I get the fact Mm. that, you know, if there's any club in the league that can't complain about this, it's us, but I needed to say it. No, you're um, quite right. Absolutely, yeah, it just you know, it, it, I just think it stinks a bit that you know, if 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 uh, you know, at least we rip off home fans as well as away fans. Bloody hell! Exactly, we rip off everybody equally. We're yeah. an equal opportunities rip off merchant. Um, and and one final thing, which is a, a, a bit of sad news actually, which is that um, a Wednesday fan that a, a lot of people might know, mm. um, the, they'll certainly know him by face if they don't by know him yeah. by, by name has, has, has passed away in the last um, couple of days. And this is a guy called Michael Plum. Um, Michael sat on the on the North Stand, well, for years and years and years, and uh, was, you know, a, 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 a face you would see at pretty much every Absolutely, week. Absolutely, yeah. And, and I've seen him at, even up to the last few weeks, I, I, I see him at away games, always with a massive smile on his face. Everyone knew who he was. Even if they didn't know him to talk to, you kind of knew that guy with the white hair that's always at the um, the away games. And, you know, as, as, as far as I know, he's been a Wednesday fan all his life, been going for years and years and years. Um, hasn't been too well recently and, and unfortunately passed away this week. So, um you know, on behalf of all of us at the uh, at the Wednesday week, and you know the extension of that from from the rest of the the Wednesday family and community as well, um, our thoughts and feelings with um, with his family. Absolutely, um, Rich Albin, I believe you've had some possibly exciting news this yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, my shit um, feature. Where are they now? <laughs> that that, uh, great that feature, James Rich. stole his own, um, and uh, yeah, it, it was you know, but the very first one. Um, we're actually in touch with now, and I have a, a text in his mobile phone um, uh, inbox tonight. Just um, see if we can get, try to get him on the show. But I'll, um, I'll I'll leave it till later. See if we can actually get him, and then uh, we'll, we'll we'll bring you on next week. But it's uh, quite an interesting one. Ah. Does that mean that there is no where are they now? Uh, there isn't yeah. one this week. No. What do you mean? There's not one this week. It was my favourite feature for James to ruin. Uh, well, exactly. Yeah. Well, he, he came out with one last week, Lance Key, and and I'm, pr- I'm presuming he's done a little bit of homework because you know he's diligent like this. So so James will be able to tell exactly where Lance Key is. So James, tell us yeah, he's um he's he's at home at the moment. Um, he's um just watching a repeat <laughs> of uh, ten out of uh, nine out of ten cats does countdown because he's a big fan of it. Um, I mean, eight, and eight, um, eight. he says yeah. um yeah I've just um. Just Skyped him now, he's fine, he says hi. Rich, why, do, why don't you do, since we talked about him earlier, why don't you do John Bostock? John Bostock? <laughs> on, on where are they now? What do, what do I know? Well, yeah, go for it then. John Bostock is your man. I'm just trying to scroll down my list. I've got this playlist. It's quite good, actually. All right, I can tell uh, you, John, John Bostock, Bostock now plays Bostock for RC Lens, which is the team that oh, um, Hafiz Mamadov <laughs> bought. We actually talked about this a few weeks ago, and I completely <laughs> forgot about it. Uh, but he joined them on a, on a two-year deal. Uh, he scored five <laughs> five goals in ten games for them all um, already. So does does that answer that one, or um, do you need any more info? So so oh, now the feature oh, got to you know Richard, <laughs> Rich does a feature where he goes, "What happened to this player?" Now James just suggests it and then just says the answer it's straight the out. Answer. Is that where that feature's gone now? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, it'll be it'll be dead as of next week. <laughs> I mean, if you would like another feature to try to replace no. it, uh, my wonderful, 
wonderful father, old Lord H, um, presented me with a gift just the other day, um, uh, a book of um, Wednesdays. Where? Uh, what? I'm going to say, where are they now? But no, we, <laughs> we brought a that one book. Up That's a great idea. An actual book. So I'm going to read. No, I'm not going to read about this book. Oh, well, I am actually. Um, it was on this day. Sheffield Wednesday news on this day. On this day, I must have it. It's not been great news in history. Um, after <laughs> after a disastrous afternoon at Villa Park, the Owls were crushed 10 0, uh, recording the heaviest defeat ever in the competitive football game by Aston Villa, which was lovely. That was in 1912. And in 1977, uh, with Wednesday at the bottom of the old third division, um, manager Len Orhurst um, was sacked, um, with coach Ken Knighton putting in temporary charge for first team affairs so as a general rule this day is really really crappy for Wednesday hours in history yeah. as well yeah thanks for that positive end yeah absolutely yeah. No. <laughs> Jeez, well. Louise it's been a shitty show this evening hasn't it <laughs> <laughs> Um, right, ladies and gents, that'll bring us an end to this week. Thank you again so much for joining us. Fudgy, old boy, if people want to see you and your um, new devices over there online, where can we do that? If you want to see my normal nonsense ranting around Francis Jeffers and screaming at the Green Man pub in London, uh, you can get me at Twitter, at Dan Fudge. Give me a shout. Um, I'm normally uh, well, being miserable about something, to be fair. <laughs> Um, Richie Albin, if you want to get over to you over on Twitter and ask, where are they now? Where can we do that? Yeah, you can uh, find me abusing James for the next uh, week uh, for ruining my features uh, at Dickie L. When you say ruining your features, old oh boy, is that... No, well, let's not go there. Um, well, James... Let's leave that one. <laughs> <laughs> James, oh boy, if you want to see the, 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 the disgusting filth that Richard does, where can we do that? I, I'm, I, don't, I don't really know how to respond to what's just happened there. Um, right, if you want to get me on Twitter, um, I am at James Mario. Obviously, international break. I'm going away for the weekend, uh, and this was booked long before the football fixtures came out. Guess where I'm going for the weekend? Brighton. Thailand. Um, so um, I'll be avoiding all Brighton fans for the next um, next few days. Can I mention as well, on behalf of Vic, who, who can't be with us um, tonight, uh, she's got a bit of a headache and all that, um, oh. The um, our, our online shop, we've had some more sales in the last week, including, I believe, someone's actually bought a Wolves Away t-shirt. Um, so if you do Great. want to buy any uh, Wednesday week merchandise, it's www.tmill, which is T-E-E, uk, and there's a variety of absolute garbage there that you uh, you know you might just want to own I'm sorry yeah. I disagree with that James I'm really going to have to disagree um, Mr uh, Eddie who is not with us this evening as well has put a marvellous Sasso t-shirt up there um, I implore everybody go and have a little look it is fantastic so um, you will not be disappointed yeah there's, there's even a where are they now one which will obviously not sell at all so <laughs> It'll go as well as a feature. Yeah. I it, it, was, one, though. It, it was on there. I, I just deleted it. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thanks, James. Thanks. Love you. <laughs> of course. Um, James, if people do want to find you over there Flat. on the tweet, where can we do that? Yeah, I am at James Marriott. <laughs> of course, if you'd like to get over me over there on the Twitter, you can do that at Lord H. I I would like to apologise for my um, lack of tweetage for the last few um, a week or so. Unfortunately, I've had uh, mobile telephone issues, or should I say my beautiful, marvellous daughter has had mobile phone issues, who um, obviously I had to give my phone to because she can't possibly without it. I must admit, I thought it was going to be quite easy to get along without a phone for a couple of weeks. Um, well, for a week, should I say. Um, 
I must have it. I think I'm turning to a bit of a teenage girl, boys and girls. Cause I, I completely really miss my mobile. And I'm an old man. What the chuff's happening there? Um, of course, you can get all of the podcasts over there on the Twitterage as well, at TWWcast. You can get us on Facebook, on YouTube. iTunes is back up and running at full pelt now, ladies and gents. So thank you so, so much again. I know I've said it before, but I really do appreciate your patience while we can get that taken care of. But most importantly, be good, be safe, and we shall see you real soon. <laughs> Drunk for a southerner. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> who's this guy? <laughs> Sleep by eight o'clock. Uh-huh. <laughs> you got a little bit of lemonade in that top of that drink. <laughs> oh, yeah, love it. I actually have as well. I feel. <laughs> <laughs> It's the 90th minute. You've got all your mates round. You've got your McNugget chair boxes coming down the left wing, ready to go. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget. Snatching all three points, back of the net. Lubosh! Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more information. See you later! Hi, Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.